Happy Thanksgiving, one and all, and welcome to a little something for the holidays that I'm calling Angels of Urantia. I'm your partially retired podcast host, Paul James Caden, and uh, as promised, it's a little bit uh, late for my tastes, but as promised, I'm putting something out for the holidays. I do like to podcast this time of year and put out something that's uh, meaningful and or spiritual for the holiday season because this this is a very spiritual time of year for me. And I never understood for a lot of years now why there are so many people who get so worried or stressed out or flustered over the material aspects of the holiday season. You know, the dinner, everything has to be perfect. The presence, where they're going to go, who they're going to spend the holiday with. You know, there's so many earthly mundane activities that people get concerned about and get stressed out over. And uh, that that's just not really something that registers so much for me. And I think, you know, here in this podcast, we're, we're talking about Thanksgiving. And I, I read a quote online a couple of days ago that said, it's not joy that brings you gratitude, but it's gratitude that brings you joy. And You know, there's a lot in that quote, in that statement to really unpack when we're thinking about Thanksgiving, when we're thinking about being grateful for our blessings. And that's what this particular holiday, this particular time of year is supposed to be about. And I think if, you know, we could delve into that statement a little bit, it's not joy that brings us gratitude. You know, a lot of people are grateful when everything turns out the way they want it to turn out, when they have everything they want. You know, did they get the right brand of turkey? Are the right people coming to dinner? Were they able to get all of the you know, ingredients or, you know, all the food they they want for Thanksgiving, you know, is the house decorated the way that they want it to be? You know, is, is the good china out, you know, and depending on how the guests act once they show up and have dinner and leave, you know, did the sister-in-law act up? Did the brother-in-law act up? Did the mother-in-law you know, act like a snob and, you know, make somebody's life miserable. If all those things don't line up, well, then it was a bad holiday. It was a bad time. It was miserable. It was just another excuse to sit back and lament this time of year. This is why I hate the holidays. You know, you'll you'll hear people say, 
it's always the same old thing with so-and-so, the same old thing with the mother-in-law or the father-in-law or the brother or whoever. The turkey was too dry. You know, I, I exhausted myself cooking this big meal and nobody appreciate, appreciated it. You know, you work all the time. Then, you know, you have this one or two days off, maybe three if you're lucky. And, you know, you got to cook this big dinner. And if it doesn't turn out or people don't appreciate it, well, you know, that's another, uh, another feather in the cap of, oh, gosh, you know, these miserable holidays. How much do I hate this time of year? So is it the gratitude or the joy that brings us gratitude or the gratitude that brings us joy? And I think we have so many things backwards when it comes to the holiday season or a, a day like Thanksgiving where that's what it's supposed to be about, you know, counting our blessings, being grateful for what we have. You know, and the thing is, you know, do we have a roof over our head? Do we have food on the table at all, even if it didn't turn out that great? You know, a lot of people don't have those things. There, there are people, you know, that are out in the cold right now. I live in New York State, and it's been you know, frigid here, you know, the winds are high, there are snow squalls, it's the temperatures are, you know, low at night, you know, there's, there's people out there huddling in a corner somewhere with a plastic bag over them and blankets trying to keep warm, you know, so we should be grateful, you know, be grateful no matter what the meal turns out like whether, you know, the turkey's too dry or if it's just right. Or even for that matter, it doesn't matter what we have. You know, we could have McDonald's. We could have a pizza, a frozen pizza and frozen chicken wings with dipping sauce for Thanksgiving dinner. It matters how we're spending our time. You know, and there's a couple different ways we can look at the annoying relatives and people who always make the holidays miserable. You know, we can kind of do the Zen thing and just kind of step back and, and let people be who they are. Their attitude, their words, the way they conduct themselves, uh, you know, that's on them. That doesn't affect you and I. If someone wants to behave badly, that's their journey. And that's a little hard to do, but it certainly can be done to kind of step back or have the camera of life pan back and just let people live their own journey. We don't have to participate in their arguments or their criticisms. And number two you know, th this is a time of year to count our blessings and, and also to be grateful for our loved ones and our friends and those people that we hold dear. We don't necessarily have to 
have the people in our homes who are not appreciative, who don't share that vision, who go out of their way to criticize or fight or drink and carry on or fight over politics or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, people that like to gather in little cliques and make other people feel left out or unwelcome in, at the holiday. We, you know, we don't have to go to these people's homes or have them in our home. And that's not being mean, you know, that's not being rotten. Like, well, I'm not going to their house because they're terrible. It's just a peace of mind thing to say, you know what? I truly want to be thankful and peaceful during my Thanksgiving holiday. And I don't want it to be the same old, same old. And, and I know what that's like. I used to have relatives that I'd go to their house and every holiday, whether it was Thanksgiving, whether it was Christmas, it was an exact repeat of every other year before that. The same conversations, the same criticisms, the same arguments, the same uh, little cliques of people gathered at the dining room table and wouldn't let anyone else in on the conversation, you know, and it, it, I, I understand that kind of thing can be ridiculous. Now, my solution back then was to say, hey, you know, I'm going to go to their house because, you know, at that time that that was my my mindset as well. Hey, you know, it's family. You have, you know, a family obligation, you know, to go and be there. But I limited my time. You know, I went, I sat down, I ate dinner. I maybe had, uh, you know, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea after dinner and made small talk because, you know, that's all you really had. But I made it known before I showed up. You know, I'm coming over, but I'm going to leave a little bit early because, you know, I have plans. You know, I'm going to the movies. I'm, you know, making my own dinner for tomorrow. So I got to, you know, prep, you know, uh, a few things, whatever the case may be. So, you know, you can limit your time that you spend in that environment. We, we don't have to subject ourselves to, you know, the misery, you know, out of obligation. And then, of course, if at all possible, you know, we could just decide, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go uh, put myself in that situation again. You know, it's nobody's obligation or responsibility to put themselves through something that's abusive or antagonistic or, you know, someone attacking them or talking down to them. In you know, my line of work over the years, uh, I talk especially to a lot of women who, you know, the husband or the boyfriend or the fiance makes the wife or the girlfriend, you know, go to his parents' house every year 
and the mother-in-law doesn't like her, the sister-in-law doesn't like her, they snub her, they talk down to her, they, you know, have little cutting remarks, and the, the man is just like, oh, well, you know, you're seeing things, uh, that's not happening, that's your imagination, you know, it's my family, we're going. Hey, listen, guys, If you love this person, you're going to marry this person or you're married to this person, you need to take their feelings into consideration. You need to stop being the mama's boy. I got to go and please my family. You know, why? While, while you're continually subjecting uh, the person that you love to that kind of atmosphere. And I talk to a lot of women this time of year between Thanksgiving and Christmas that go through that sort of thing. So men, uh, if you're listening to this show and you're into that situation, uh, you need to get your head out of the hole in the ground and, uh, you know, listen. You know, it's, it's just not your holiday. It's just not your family's holiday. You have a responsible to your wife, to your fiance, to the person you're with, your family, to make this a time of thanksgiving and gratitude. You know, everything doesn't have to go your way with your family in order to make it a good holiday? Is it the joy that brings you gratitude or the gratitude that brings you joy? Can you be flexible with your holiday? Can you listen to what other people have to say if they're not having a good time around your family? Because, you know, we have boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, fiancés, you know, all that that I mentioned that may not necessarily be a, you know, a blood relative to a family. And we know how that can go. And we don't want to subject people to that sort of thing. You know, they, they have a right to enjoy their holiday as well without making it an exercise in uh, feeling like they're being attacked or, you know, uh, whispered about by people in the corner or criticized or whatever the case may be. And, you know, that kind of thing happens far too much in our world. And we all have a right to back out of that or limit the amount of time we spend around it. You know, we can cook our own dinner at home. We can leave the family dinner early, go to the movies, go for a drive, you know, do something with our significant other that's meaningful to you. You know, go to an all-night diner that's open on Thanksgiving, have a piece of pie and a cup of coffee, go to the movies, go for a ride, look at the Christmas lights. That's something that... Uh, you know, people back in my day used to do, especially, you know, after, you know, Thanksgiving and after everybody had their Christmas trees and their lights. And there's just something nice about going for that ride, you know, just conversing, you know, having a nice conversation with the person that you're with, just looking at the lights, enjoying the night, 
You know, there's all kinds of nice little things we can do that will make us grateful. It didn't cost us anything. It didn't hurt anybody. It was an imposing our will on somebody else or the family's will on somebody else that's not happy there. You know, we can be considerate of of others. We can plan things that are meaningful, that are special, that are fun. We can put down the cell phones and the contraptions and just be with the people that we love and be grateful for that. Whether it's a turkey dinner with 20 people or a Big Mac, you know, and fries with just two people. It's what we make of the moment that really matters. And if it comes from the heart, then it's the gratitude that will bring us joy. And for me, I think the most significant thing of this time of year is the spiritual aspect. You know, just being connected with God, being connected to the angels, being, you know, blessed with this gift of life to be able to be alive and to experience everything that I've experienced. You know, but our connection with God, I mean, our connection with the angels, that that can be another thing that's kind of marred at the holiday season. Because a lot of us look at God, you know, or, or, or even the angels. You see a lot of people uh, using God and the angels like a genie. God, give me this. Angels, give me that. You see a lot of more new agey kind of people, you know, who, uh, you know, angels of abundance, bring me money. Angels of romance, bring me the perfect mate so I'm not alone for the holidays. You know, angels of real estate, you know, bring me that house that I want. You know, it's, it's our gratitude is always dependent on what God can do for us. And our relationship to God is dependent on what he can do with us and, or, or do for us rather. And, you know, we have things like the prosperity gospel, you know, that's, that's responsible for that kind of mindset as well as the new age, you know, this whole, um, law of attraction. If we visualize enough, if we pray enough, if we quote enough scripture, if we call on the right angels, if we say the right prayer, you know, we will manifest our perfect life. And so again, you know, our connection with God is uh, hinging on those material blessings that he can give to us. But again, that's, that's a mistake that puts us in that mindset of, oh, the miserable holidays, I'm always broke. Oh, the miserable holidays, I got to fork out all this money for this meal. Oh, the miserable holidays, I got to buy people Christmas presents and I don't have the money or as much money as I want to have. God, give me more. You know, why do I got to struggle with this? You know, it, 
it becomes based on material things. But then we look at, you know, speaking of angels of Urantia, you know, the Urantia book speaks of our connection to God being something that's unique to each and every one of us and takes place on the inner life. You know, the inner life is where we feel the inspiration, the intuitions, the love of God, even, even the love of angels, you know, coming to us on that, that mental, spiritual level. You know, the Urantia book speaks many times about, you know, sharing that inner life with God. And then proving God by the personal experiences that we have with him. And those personal experiences are mostly coming from the inner life, but they can also reflect and, you know, be part of the outer life. Certainly God does bless us. Certainly God does answer prayers. Certainly God uh, does meet our needs and, 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 and certainly, you know, miracles do happen or what we call miracles, but they don't, ha you know, it, it's not something that we flick a switch and do the right prayer or visual visualization. And there it is, you know, we're simply to worship God, connect with God, enjoy God love God, experience God for the sake of doing those things alone. Not what he can give us here in the material world. And the same goes for our connection with the angels. You know, we have that connection with them for just the sake of having that connection with them. And as I've always said in my podcasts over the years, when you really feel that love of God in your life, when you feel it in your heart, when you feel the presence and the love of an angel near you or around you, there's no gift that is greater. No amount of money can buy it. No material item can replace it. No set of circumstances or what we think is the perfect holiday because, you know, of whatever can um, equal it. And so when we have that connection, we're sharing that inner life with God. We're connecting, you know, to that unseen realm, you know, of spirit, you know, of God, of the angels. You know, it brings us a joy that surpasses anything that the material world can offer us. And it's not a fleeting joy that says, okay, it's over. Uh, now what? Now I got to find something new to 
occupy my mind or make me happy or make me feel peaceful or make me feel loved or, you know, make me feel like I'm okay. Now, even after that experience of being caught up in that divine love is over, you're still basking in the warm glow of it. L literally many times for the rest of your life. You know, I experienced an angel 40-some uh, years ago. I was 12 years old, 1979. And, uh, you know, that's something I'm still basking in the glow of it here in 2022. It's, it's the event that, that shaped my life, and that's what divine love does when we really experience it. And that is when it really comes down. It doesn't matter whether you're having a big turkey dinner or a Big Mac or a frozen pizza, whether you're there with 20 people, two people, or all by yourself. Because the presence of God is there with you. The presence of the angels is there with you. And that's enough. And that brings you all the joy and the satisfaction and the peace that you could ever want. And that is a blessing when you experience it that you'll be grateful for for the rest of your life. Not just for a day, not just for an evening, not just for a holiday season, but literally for the rest of your life. And you'll seek more of that connection. And you'll start to grow in your walk with God. And what is the ultimate reward? You know, when we love God, we do his will. When we do his will, you know, we're given the opportunity uh, and the gift of eternal life, you know, survival after death. So what what is greater than that? And I know for some folks that might be a hard thing to wrap the mind around, especially when, you know, the... Uh, prevailing attitude is, well, God never did anything for me. You know, I've, I've always worked hard. I've always had to do it myself to, you know, pay the rent, to put food on the table, to get, you know, the Thanksgiving dinner, to get the, the Christmas presents or whatever the case may be. I did all that. God didn't do nothing. So I, I, I know it's, it's hard for some people to understand that, that connection, that inner life, that experiencing God and the joy and the peace and the satisfaction that it brings. But the only thing I can say is sometimes we can look back in our lives and see where the hand of God was definitely guiding us. Maybe he helped us get that job. Maybe he helped us get a promotion. Maybe he led us to the right place at the right time to have the home we live in now that we, that we love. There's all kinds of little things that, you know, or what we call coincidence, that if we look back, sometimes there's so many of them that it couldn't even be, you know, a, a scientific uh, reality. 
that there were so many coincidences that got us to where we are now. And certainly sometimes, uh, as they say, we're so busy trying to meet our own needs that we leave no room for God to bless us because we think we're the only ones who can bless ourselves. And God will bless us despite that many times. But uh, as, you know, some of the old preachers used to say, you know, God is a gentleman and if you crowd him out, he won't intrude, you know, in your life. You know, he wants to be invited. The Arantia book says he wants to share the, share that inner life with us. And we have to share that willingly. You know, he's not going to beat us over the head uh, or, or threaten us to get us to do that. But once we settle down, we settle in, we share that inner life, we feel that peace, we feel that love, we feel that joy, then it's the joy or, or rather the gratitude that brings us joy because we're grateful for something that is far greater than any turkey dinner or Christmas present or perfect holiday. And the funny thing is, when, when we're tapped into that kind of joy, you know, everything else just seems to fall into place many times. It's almost on like automatic pilot. Everything just starts kind of going wonderfully. And, you know, I, I feel that's, you know, the spirit of God. I feel that's the angels uh, working with us. We're a team now. We share the inner life with them. And there are times they participate more in our uh, physical life. Again, they're not a genie. They're not going to, you know, bring us everything we want or everything is perfect and we never have problems again. Uh, that's not how it works. Um, but certainly we, we, we see more uh, fingerprints of God and the angels in our lives. And again, that brings more joy, more gratitude more gratitude, more joy. So let's try to unpack life a little bit this year and not just make it another, oh, you know, it's the holidays and oh, it's going to be miserable if, you know, I don't drag my, you know, wife and kids and girlfriend, you know, halfway across the country to sit down at a big family, you know, dinner just because I, you know, I want to be there with mommy and daddy and my sister. And geez, I'm smiling ear to ear. I'm having a great time, but everybody else is miserable as hell. You know, <laughs> we, we, ha we have to, um, we have to be a little bit flexible with these things. I think we need to unpack, you know, what makes the perfect holiday. Is it the turkey dinner? Is it the traditions that, that, that we just do over and over again, even though they generally don't turn out so well? Is it the presence? Is it the, the quality of the food? Is it who shows up and who doesn't? You know, this this is... You know, it's it's not being selfish, but but you have a right to say, this is what I'm grateful for, and I'm going to celebrate it. 
and not just celebrate it with blind tradition that takes all the joy and gratitude out of it because people are fighting, people are getting, you know, drunk and, you know, fighting over politics or being critical or whatever. Like I said, we don't have to be mean, but we can step away from that. We don't necessarily have to participate in it. And there's nothing wrong with that. So there are things certainly we can change in our material circumstances to make the holiday more pleasant, more joyful, more happy, more peaceful. But the most important thing is that connection with God, connection with the angels, sharing the inner life. You know, a gratitude for something that costs nothing, that brings lasting joy. And when you have that, and when you experience it on that deeper level, and you're more aware of it this time of year, because, you know, I certainly am, that's what makes the holiday season special and wonderful. And it brings the celebration, it brings the day back to what it's supposed to be on that spiritual level, rather than just being another stressful day or, oh, you know, it's the holidays, it's all for the kids. You know, you hear a lot of grown-ups say that now. Uh, Christmas is fine, but, you know, it, you know, it's fun for the kids and I like watching the kids. Well, you know, we always have ways of just like throwing things away and and making them meaningless or chopping them down to, uh, you know, very, um, insi- you know, insignificance in our lives. But I think we need to start sharing that inner life with God and viewing those things through that lens and making certain things in life more personal, more sacred again. And that is something that will always bring a lot of gratitude into our minds and our hearts every Thanksgiving. I hope you uh, got something out of my holiday ramblings today. Um, I hope, you know, there was something here that, that made you think and uh, something that will maybe aid you in making this truly a blessing-filled, happy, gratitude-filled Thanksgiving. And not just another holiday to stress over or be miserable over or, you know, whatever the case may be. So thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you uh, soon. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holiday season. God bless.